3: I will defy time. And good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat riders are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at sons of And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of dot com and also SonsOflibertymedia.com. In fact if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right you can see the face that's made for radio head over to Sons of dot com and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley Show from yesterday. Um, you can watch that up until three o'clock today and then he'll be on for two hours. So uh, if you like Bradley Dean Today is the day to, to tune in. Two hours worth, all right? And then on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live this morning. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Click on that and join us in the chat on Rumble. We're streaming live to Rumble as well on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. And we're on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. Now, uh, my personal and public page on Facebook. They're still allowing me to stream to. Um, so we're, we are streaming there and we've got a few friends in there. Um, if you want to you know, jump on that, just look for Tim Brown and you'll see my mug on there and <laughs> or Sons of Liberty or something like that. And you can pick that up. All right. Um, <clears throat> also, while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter. It's right under where we're streaming live. And uh, you get one email from us a day. If you want our ministry email, which comes out once a week on Saturdays, uh, you'll know what's going on with the ministry, where we've been, what we're doing, and uh, you'll get Bradley's article for the week as well as whatever the special is we're running in our store, which is available also at SonsOfLibertyMedia This week we're highlighting uh, Bradley's wife's testimony, One Heart. And normally it's a donation of seven dollars, but you can also, or this this week only through tonight at midnight, Saturday night at midnight, you can get fifty percent off of this when you use the promo code One Heart, the number one, and then Heart, all one word, One Heart. And uh, you'll be good to go with that. So again, that runs out tonight at midnight. And then, don't forget us. Uh, if you're able to support us, you agree with our message, and you want to do that, uh, there's a donate button here at the top of, Sons of liberty mediacom You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And that link is there as well. Real quickly, let me hit some highlights because I'm not going to play any videos. Uh, I want to take a couple of minutes uh, to. Introduce you to uh, a special guy that many of you only know probably from Rumble, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that in just a second, but sunscelebritymedia.com, former CBS Health Watch reporter, unearths another COVID shot smoking gun. This is John Rappaport. Uh, be sure to check that out. Also, criminalizing patriots on January 6th. The government set up its own people. This is uh, Bradley's latest. It's part of the, well, he includes the documentary that he played on the show yesterday also, 2200 elite, including big pharma CEO, top doctors, movie stars caught buying fake vax certificates in Spain. <laughs> well, what's the people like Justin Bieber and his wife and and all these other people? Did they not get the memo about this, that you're supposed to fake that shot and, and get your fake vax thing? It's just it's uh, it's crazy. It really is. It's a clown world out there. There's no doubt about it. Biden, the economy isn't bad. You just can't see how good it is. You dumb people, don't you know that your money's being drained faster than you can make it? At least it is in this house. Um, but he wants you to believe, you know, it, this, is, this is the doublespeak that Orwell talked about. There's no question about it. Also, Michigan cop that tackled and shot man in the back of the head, charged with murder. If you haven't seen that video, I played it on the show when it happened. This, it, I'm surprised it took them this long to figure it out because you or I, if we'd have done that in Mencon on video, it would have been an immediate arrest, immediate charges. This is what the thin blue line does for you. okay? This is why we need to go back to the Constitution. The only law enforcers mentioned in the Constitution are, one, the president, and two, the militia, which is you and me. Able-bodied men. Okay? That's it. Also, cop arrested for raping his daughter to prove she was not a lesbian before murdering her and her mom. I... It takes a lot to shock me. This one was a little bit just bizarre. What in the world was going on in this guy's mind? I have no idea. I really don't. Um, but he should, he should have the, you know, short drop with a sudden stop kind of thing. Um, once he's put through due process and found guilty. And then finally, survey of corporate financial officers. Boy, this goes right along with what we were talking about yesterday. A hundred percent expect a recession to start in the months ahead. And I just added to it. I added to the title. We're already experiencing. What are these guys? Are they not paying attention? (laughs) Come on. And then, of course, yesterday, if you missed the show yesterday, um, wow, what a, what a, what an informative show. And I've gotten sort of mixed responses about it, but I think it's important that we understand how the law has been undermined so we can right the wrongs and we can do it in that. Um, and what's been done to us, how we're being used to enrich others and we're being used we're being told that we're the debtor and every time we go for a loan that we're getting their money which we're not we're, we're getting our own money and then we're being charged usury which the bible forbids for your countrymen we're being charged that on there as well so um i hope that's very in- informative to you guys I've had to go over it a couple of times, too, and I've been looking into this stuff since November last year, whatever. Anyway, what I want to do is before we bring all of our guests on is we've got a friend in the chat. I asked him if he'd come on this morning, and uh, he shows up in Rumble there. You guys know him um, as Sons of Liberty Media. I think that's how he goes by in uh, in Rumble. And this is John Cabot. And John, it's great to have you on the show. And just want to give a face. Whoops, I went to the wrong thing. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, John, it's great to have you on the show. Good morning, man.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Now, John goes in and he'll drop some of the links that you see in there in Rumble. He drops scripture verses that are referenced um, and some other things, and he interacts with the people. And John, um, just say hello to the, the audience. And, uh, if you wouldn't mind, tell us what got you doing this. Cause we really appreciate it. You not only do that, you go on a couple of other video channels and you upload our shows, mine and Bradley's there as well as some other people. And can you just let people know kind of what you're doing? Sure. I've been doing it for almost two years now. Uh, I found you guys, um, probably on, when you were on YouTube before you were banned. And, uh, <laughs> that's actually why I got you guys, uh, uploading to BitChute and YouTube and all these other places. And I just thought it was important that you had other avenues set in place where you, all your, your content wasn't going to be deleted for you. So I tried to find good, obscure, quality video websites where you weren't going to just get banned. That's how it started. And that's how I just got into doing the chats and putting up posts and Bible verses for people. And they seemed to appreciate it, so I just kept doing it. Yeah, That's amen. That's basically that,
2: what it is.
3: Yeah, yeah. And we appreciate you doing that. I, I just I wanted to bring you on and sort of you know high five you, give you props for that, and say thank you for doing that for us oh, uh, because you take your, your time, you take your time. You take your time to do that, and then you came on this morning mm-hmm. to do it, and you're still posting stuff in there. Um, so he can <laughs> multitask as well. John, thank you for coming on, man. And we appreciate all you do. And a lot of people say that in the chat. You're thank welcome. you for what you do, man.
1: You're welcome, guys. Great show. Have a right. great show.
3: All right, take care of yourself. All right, no so guys, we've got. um, A pretty big uh, show going on this morning and Kate's put this together and she's got some friends so what I'm going to do is Kate you're muted there so we're going to have to have you unmute but uh, I'm going to let Kate introduce all of our guests this morning and let me just say it's great to have you guys Jeff and John on with us but uh, Kate good morning to you and uh, share with us who our guests are.
1: Hi good morning and thank you uh for always having me on every Saturday and also for letting me bring on my mates. Of course. Uh, uh, you know, they're few on the ground, um, but that's because I'm choosy. Um, well, Jeff Wyatt, I met a long time ago and right at the very beginning, and he was um, infamous because of his signs, carrying these signs that you see. Um, and he's one of the people through all of it that I've got the most respect for because he never changes his story. He's as bold as they come. He's a real bloke. He's a bloke. He's not a bloke out there pumping iron and wearing a mask and not really doing anything. He's a real bloke who stands in there, gets right in it. I've watched him get tussled. He's been arrested. He's been right there from the beginning. And he, he's a doer and he's ex-member of UKIP. When he's going to do something, he does it. And um, uh, and I don't know how much I can say about that. And he's wears his badge. I've seen him. I've been with him on rallies where he's been verbally abused. Um, because they don't come close enough to read what it says on his badge. And he stands there completely calm and cuts it, but delivers back like a knife, completely calm and a true gentleman. And he's also fantastic at building, uh, renovating a home, shoveling manure. He's a bloke. He's a real bloke. And and I think he goes racing at Brown's Hatch um, and, and teaches other people how to race cars. John Aluni, um is an undertaker who I've spoken to many times, and I always use the strap line, I'll bring them into the world and John will take them out of the world. Um, he dresses them one last time. But um, John came out very publicly and we spoke privately and also when he was ill, um, which is all shocking. But I actually uh, had the honor of sitting next to John recently at a, a large gathering. And I heard him say the same things, but I was next to him and I could feel it. And I had to go and sit in the bathroom. I had to go out of there and go to the bathroom and sit with my head in my hands. Because when you are within six foot of someone, that's why they don't want us, you know, the six foot apart. You get someone's energy and then it makes everything that they're saying really come alive. And it's horrific, absolutely horrific. And um, John's been he's been out there and he's at, at great risk to himself. hes He's got a child. And he's told the public exactly what's happening. How do you tell the public your loved one has been murdered? How do you tell them? They don't want to hear it. And we're seeing evidence of it everywhere. And John actually comes out with that line. And it's really interesting because he, he is the last person that we trust our loved ones with. There, It doesn't matter you know, what your faith is. We trust our loved ones with him to, to deliver them to the crematorium or in the ground that's I always say as a nurse it's one of the biggest privileges ever to be with someone as they take their last breaths it's a big privilege I'm getting goosebumps and I've been I've held fetuses in my hand I've held babies that died I've seen children adults I've seen them taken out traumatically I've seen it just end of life happening Very rarely, naturally, let me tell you. Um, And I've seen people that have um, died at the hands of others. And it's a great privilege. So for, for me to sit next to John, I can tell you right now, I don't feel worthy. Because there's not many people in the world can do what he does to face death in the face. But now he's facing it knowing that they've come to untimely deaths, that there's a massive crime going on, that there's genocide. And yet he stands there and says it to everybody so i'm kind of like the rose between two thorns and i say that two blokes (laughs) that aren't afraid to to say it and they both know the risks that that comes with
3: and just so that you know the people in 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 my neck of the woods you know because i'm the redneck out here in rural south carolina uh the real bloke means a man's man okay for all you guys out there in the states it means a man's man (laughs) i can tell from the stuff that that Kate's speaking about uh, with Jeff here. Uh, so, so let's let's do this. We're going to get an update from all of you guys of things that you're doing, what you're engaged in, and, and things of that nature. So, uh, Kate, why don't we start off with Jeff? Is that is that sound good, uh, Jeff? We
1: we're gonna do we're gonna kind of okay. I've kind of talked about it. Okay. But before we do, um, because I'm not going to say very much, I'm just going to lead into what's kind of going on. But I okay. just. You know this is a Christian show, and I just want to. You know, I think it's. um, um, I've lost it now. Uh, Isaiah forty three, and I really I like this verse. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Amen. And and we have to remember that, and I think that's quite pertinent for today because of the fact that both these. Fellas, we'll, blokes, will we'll talk um, against the odds. And we've all seen what's happened to Justin Bieber um, with his uh, per- facial paralysis. And, of course, they give it a syndrome. Well, let's not give it a syndrome. Let's name it for what it is. Um, I was looking on a site today about the neurological uh, problems that they've had. Just remember, only 1% is ever reported. Over 10,000 for Moderna alone in 17 to 18-year-olds. And they're the lucky ones because they're still alive. Um, and when we when we look at um the vaccines and the amount of money, and believe me, it is all about money. No vaccine's ever been proven safe, no vaccine has ever been proven effective, and no two vaccines have ever, ever been tested together for their efficacy. And if you look at the new schedule, they've now got the COVID shot on the schedule for the kids, so they're getting even more. They never test these and look at what happens beyond 14 days so remember the immortalized cell lines that are in vaccines and they're in these COVID shots give you cancer the more your immunity begins to wane with age. So we're now talking about sudden adult death syndrome. Now for anyone out there who wants to say oh she's not a nurse go shove it up your rear. because let me tell you for every nurse out there that goes I'm a registered nurse you're not a nurse you're registered with the government owned NMC. And you're killing people a lot of you because you're injecting them without knowing what's in this shot and it's not being tested against all the others you can have two pesticides that are completely don't cause any problems you put those two pesticides together in their studies to back this and they'll cause parkinson's disease that's a fact but they even spray our crops with an msg so there was a there was a study done an actual study done and, and I've heard people slagging him off. I've just ordered his old book by Dr. Hugh Feudenberg, one of the highest names in immuno, immunology. immunology. And he showed that having the repeated flu vaccine causes Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is skyrocketing. It kills you. It kills you. we are seeing teenagers with Alzheimer's. And, and he looked between 1970 and 1980. And that was only when you have four, four or five flu shots. Now they're having them every year. And So in 2019, they get flu vaccine to all the elderly, four untested influenza's and highly pathogenic, highly disease-causing H1N1. What did we see? All these people getting sick that were in the care homes and what did they treat them with? Morphine and Medazolam. And then John had to go and collect them all. So, And then they called it COVID. This is a, just a massive lie. So then they talk about the monkeypox. I mean, laugh my head off, literally. It's, it's a joke. Now they've got the vaccine for that. But they're talking about, a live virus here injecting it in and they go oh it's a weakened one i heard some dumb rear end nurse going oh the covid shot they take a little bit of the virus and it's dead no they don't love it's it's messenger rna it's not a virus so you shouldn't even be injecting it in because you don't know what it is so you're breaking your code of professional conduct therefore you can't get true informed consent so you're committing medical battery in a court of law and make no bones about this People are starting to see it. Every single neighborhood is starting to see it. And people are going to get really angry. Do they go after the gun manufacturers when someone gets shot? No. Do they go after the bullet makers when someone gets shot? No. Who do they go after? The person who fired the gun. You're firing a loaded weapon and you're about to do the baby. Oh, they're
3: trying, to, they're trying to do that here in the States. They're trying to go after the gun manufacturers, the bullet oh, manufacturers, the everybody else. That's just, but that's
1: just, just noise. I, I
3: think you mispronounced that. It's, the K is silent in that. <laughs> not monkeypox. <clears throat> K is silent.
1: Yeah, money pox <laughs> But look, you know, these live viruses, I've said this on the show before. What you're not told about these live viruses that you're injected in is that it remains in the body for your life. And in a recent study, those live measles viruses, 20% were found in the brains of autopsied adults and 45% in the organs. So it's still active. So when you, when you put live in you, you're going to have loads more problems. Then you add that to the schedule. You add it to the schedule. Now, just last week, I'm going to give you an update. One of my patients. So I've already said this. Her mother-in-law had a stroke after the injection. Her mother's two best friends died within 14 days after the injection. Her father is an uh, first response ambulance technician. He's had two and a booster. He's now got leukemia, her father cousin and her sister-in-law in their early 30s both got myocarditis both were in heart failure One's had open heart surgery last week her two friends one of the babies died just before her delivery day and she had to then go through the labor and deliver a dead baby and the other baby died during delivery and the midwives from belgium were telling me this the neonates are dying so i know for a fact that the midwives are seeing this. Why is that? It's because of these shots. Now they're going to be getting them. So they get the babies in the hospital with a huge dose of, of, uh, aluminium with this vitamin K shot. Then they're going to be giving them all these shots and all the baby schedule ones. These kids have got no chance whatsoever, no chance whatsoever. And John's just going to get even busier. And I'm sure John will tell you, and I'm going to finish now. There is nothing more sobering than a small white coffin. Hmm. doesn't matter how many funerals you have for young adults there's nothing that will make you more sick than a small white coffin and a lot of undertakers and funeral parlors they do the the baby funerals for free they're not going to be able to because there's going to be so many when they start hitting these babies with them and everything else on the schedule so for all you nurses out there And we are nurses. And I see that the Royal College of Nursing has taken my name in vain again just a couple of weeks ago and said how they couldn't stop me using the title of nurse. That's right. You can't because I'm trained and qualified. And just because I'm not on the corrupt NMC's register doesn't mean I'm no longer a nurse. So I will be nurse till I die. And if you want to go through parliament, whatever, and stop me using that nurse, just like there's nursery nurse, nurse educator, nursing assistant, nursing nurse lecturer, I'll just become real nurse or people's nurse. It doesn't make any difference to me. I'll have that title to my grave. So for all you nurses that think that just because you've got registered nurse and all you're doing out there is going around the wards and being a farmer pimp, Giving drugs, and you don't even know how to avoid and reverse disease, and your rear end is yon size, and you're supposed to take care of your own health. Go do some more TikTok dances, break sweat, lose weight. You'll go a long way to getting healthy. Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, we're we're, happy to, to, we're yeah, happy to we're happy to we're happy
3: to call you our nurse here at the Sons of Liberty, and, uh, and our yes, and our nutritionist as well. And the people really appreciate you coming on, and giving you your time every week to
1: do. I that. need a very slim coughing, John. Slim. I don't need a super sized one. All right. It's a bag, actually. That so,
3: up. So, so who's up next? Are we going with so Jeff I'd first like to, or John? Jeff,
1: is, Jeff was ex UKIP. Because I really want to, they always say, you know, put your best. Well, it's not that <laughs> I think John's best, but John's got some really impactful stuff. And uh, if that doesn't frighten you all out of it, I don't know what's actually my neighbors are all. I'm, I live in Covidsville. Everyone's triple injected and they can all hear me. Fab. Because um, I'm outside. Um, how to make friends with neighbors. Uh, but jeff uh understands all the politics of what's going on and this is political this is why i've got this book here and it's got parliament on it and this is all about vaccines and how they get away with murder that's exactly how they do it because it's all politics um so i'm going to hand over to jeff who's going to tell you exactly what's going on with all the politics in the uk the pantomime
0: the pantomime absolutely can you hear me kate yeah yeah okay. excellent excellent um Ladies and gentlemen, Kate is one of the bravest, fearless women I know. Amen. Um, She came came into my life on August the 29th, 2020, when she took control of a stage at Trafalgar Square. Because there was a, I I think it's safe to say, Kate, it was an eclectic mix of people on that stage. And uh, you were there as MC. And I note that you've been in trouble with the authorities in this country because they think that you organized it. And uh, you didn't organize it. You turned up and you were master of the ceremonies and uh, you. Uh, brought some sort of order to that uh, um, busy, shall we say, busy stage. And since then, you have been a force in the movement in this country and indeed internationally, and uh, it's a pleasure to know you. And indeed, gentlemen like John O'Looney, who, um, you know, we happen to be in the same town. We grew up in the same town. Uh, John's office, um, his funeral parlor, is actually just a couple of hundred yards away from my family home, John. I don't think you know that. Uh but um yeah. You'll you know, not need
1: I, far to go then when that time comes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well he he's he's on Redarle on my on my mobile. Um and you know we we un- we know the same people, we know the same place, I understand exactly where John is coming from. Um he's one of the most authentic men that that I know um that I know. Um, you know, you look at the guy and he oozes respect, he uses integrity. And when John came out and went public with what he is witnessing firsthand, um, it was massive. And John is not alone. There are so many people worldwide now that are seeing what is happening. Um, and I, I, I woke up in, on day two. Uh, I say to people, it wasn't day one. It took me 24 hours or 48 hours to work out the con that is going on. And it hit me like a runaway truck. Um, I started waking up at 9-11, really. You know, when when those so-called planes hit the hit the towers, I thought something's not quite right here. But I parked it like most people. I parked the whole thought about this is a created con. This is all about controlling the people. And for several years, I just parked it. I, where is the hole in the Pentagon building? You know, why did building seven collapse? You know, these are all questions. And then all of a sudden, all these other questions that have been um um coming into my mind throughout my life hit me like a ton of bricks in march 2020 when i realized they're conning us it's a hoax why are they talking to us like this and everything that is happening now I, uh excuse me by the way i've got really bad hay fever at the moment it's really the pollen in uh, in england is really bad at the moment so oh, i'm sounding a little bit husky a bit husky than normal um but um Yeah, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And throughout April 2020, um, even my political friends, because as Kate said, I'm from a, a, uh, well, one of my backgrounds is political. I joined UKIP in 2014 when UKIP was prodding the establishment in this country. Um, We were instrumental. The party was instrumental at that time, led by Nigel Farage in getting the referendum. And the establishment did not predict that the, the people of Britain would stick two fingers up to the EU project um and we with a handsome majority of i think it was 1.6 million people voted to leave the eu which is the same tyranny that is purporting that is uh, um that is subjecting the the world um to this genocide that is going on right now that people like kate and john are seeing firsthand witness account of what is happening it's the same issue the new world order people say to me who is this new world order But I'll tell you who they are. They are Ursula von der Leyen, the latest Nazi looking head of the EU. Where did she come from? Why do these people come from total obscurity into positions of massive power? The EU have got this habit of this. There's this famous sketch of Nigel Farage rounding on the Frenchman whose name I forget now. And he said to him, this is like 10, 12 years ago, where have you come from? You look like an ineffective bank clerk. And this guy that was running the EU commission for, for several years was a nobody. He was a yes man. The New World Order is full of yes men. It's full of people that just look at their monthly paycheck that are not um, not motivated by conviction. That's who the New World Order is. People like Klaus Schwab um, heading the World Economic Forum with all his sycophants around him. Did you see Davos? Did you see? I was particularly um, frustrated and annoyed with uh, Mark Carney, the ex-Bank of England chief. Oh. going into a meeting wearing trainers arrogance and dismissing um the 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 audience that were listening to him he is the new world order he is the man that is doing he is the type of man that is doing the bidding of these people the invisible people that are run the world the banksters that are running the world what we're going through right now um in this charade of democracy that we live in i know you guys in america have had your fraudulent election um, at the end of twenty? Was it twenty? Where are we now?
3: Yeah, twenty twenty.
0: Like, um, you know, despite the mass of evidence that that election was a frauded election, with ballots missing here, ballots missing there, Giuliani in New York openly saying that the the amount of evidence is is abundant, and the establishment, the deep state in your country, is exactly the same as the deep state in our country. They bury. The evidence, and for whatever reason, Trump decided to um, uh, live with it. Um, I personally think on January the sixth last year he ran out of bottle. I was thinking that the um, this would be a situation where Trump would do a full JFK and call for the uprising that is needed, because we are in a situation where we are at war against our own establishment. In your country, in our country, in Canada, there is no. More defining example of a New World Order sycophant than Justin Trudeau in Canada. And what uh, I'm going off a little bit of a sidetrack here, but what happened in Ottawa uh, earlier this year uh, was massive. And I said, when this huge protest started with the truckers in Ottawa, which was supported by a huge number of ordinary citizens in in Canada, not just Ottawa, that the New World Order would emphasize. The destruction of that protest because they knew it was important. If they won, the whole movement worldwide would have been injected with enthusiasm. As it was, the spokesman, a very eloquent guy who was a spokesman for the protesters, started saying things like, We will keep this peaceful. We must keep this peaceful. And he said it far too many times. And that was the moment when I thought, They're going to lose because the authorities know at that point they were really fearful of the numbers. It's the numbers that count. With all the protests that we've done, I've been on many protests with Kate, John as well. It's the numbers they fear. Whenever I have been on protests where there's been a few number of people, especially my first, and for the people in America, um, you know, my career, if you like, starting. And I don't want this career, I assure you. On May the sixteenth, twenty twenty, I was so frustrated about the obvious hopes and con that is happening in my country. That I heard loose talk that there was a gathering organized for Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park in London, where, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that is the epicenter of free speech. So I'm a free Englishman. I want to go down there and I want to have my placard that says freedom over fear. And I want to hold it up and I want to um, petition the tyrannous government because that's what the Magna Carta says I'm allowed to do. It's not even allowed. It's my duty as an Englishman to call out the tyranny. So I went down there with my friend Paul and I turned up and uh, there was about 70 of us. That's all there was, just 70 people, but far more Metropolitan Police, all tooled up. And they were all um, instructed to quash that protest. I was shocked, but I was not going to be silenced. I put my placard up, and you can see the video out there of me being arrested. It was a shocking moment for me. You know, I've never hardly had an engagement with a uniformed police officer in the past. So there I was, cuffed, thrown in a police van, and locked up for six and a half hours or having the audacity to stand up at Speaker's Corner calling out the tyrannous government. Now, that day that they imprisoned me for six and a half hours and charged me with a criminal offence was the day after Batso Boris Johnson was having a beer, cheese and wine party in his back garden in Downing Street, laughing at us useless sheep.
1: And the Metropolitan Police provide security for the government and for the royals. So they knew. They knew. They knew. absolutely Rest know. The they absolutely
0: know. The police in this country, especially the metropolitan police, are absolutely inextricably linked with this tyranny that is. Well, happening. Jeff,
3: Jeff, let's let's be clear about that. <clears throat> we need to stop referring to these people as police. We need to refer to them as agents of the state. They're paid by the state okay. to do what the state wants to do, not to enforce to the law, but to enforce. They're, they're nothing but the Nazis of the 40s saying, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> doing it to, because, you know, it's my job to do it and this, that, and the other. Another quick thing is, yes, you know, the Sons of Liberty has stood by and said, yep, we got a fraudulent election. We got an illegitimate bunch of people in the White House. Uh, but I'm not of the opinion, and I, neither is Bradley, that that Donald Trump was something good either because what he said, and then when you go back and look what was actually done, he's right in on it all along, too. He's just kind of trailing things along. He is a controlled opposition, too. And I think people need to understand that when somebody goes right to the top and the media get on them, who especially in his situation, who've, who've groomed him for decades, they've been his friend. All these bad guys that he points a finger at and said they're radical left and all this other, he's been friends with them. He's been friends with the with the underbelly uh, mafia guys in New York for years. He's He's been bought off by the banksters. And so when people don't, there's this cognitive dissonance that they hear what he says, what they want to hear. But when it comes to doing a lot of it was the complete opposite of what he told people. And I think that that comes into play here, too, because he's the one who pushed through and spent billions of our dollars unconstitutionally to buy all these shots to tee it up for the next guy coming into office to offer the mandates. And they, everybody goes, well, Trump didn't mandate it. He's still pimping it and he's got to know it's killing people and it's, it's injuring people. Don't think that he's on our side. I I, I want people to, to really think about that, that he is not on our side, even though he may speak certain language, his, his, his language may be that of a lamb, but his actions are that of a dragon.
0: Totally agree with you, Tim. And the phrase I come out with is a double-headed serpent. Yes, yeah. Um, And which I think nicely nicely sort of ring fences where he is at. Up until January the 6th last year, I, like many millions of people uh, around the world, were hoping that he would be the salvation, if you like. But no, he failed miserably for reasons that you quite eloquently described there, which leads to the conclusion we are on our own, ladies and gentlemen. But the good thing is, there are hundreds of millions of people around the world. There's millions of people in my country. I actually think realistically, there's circa 3 million people that are as awake as us three here in this country. Now, that is a lot of people. It is. 1 million of those 3 million people were on the streets of London in April um, and uh, April and May of last year. Didn't you guys reach 2 million? I thought you had about 2 million there one weekend. It was, a, it was at least a million. It's very, very difficult. But I was, I was on the streets like Kate was and like John was. And there was a colossal amount of people. And I know crowds because I've been a, a football fan all my life. And I've been in some big crowds. So I can sort of sense numbers. And there were wild uh, estimati- estimations of the, of the crowds. The police, of course, said thousands. It's complete lies. And this is what happens. The deep state... The establishment in this country they close ranks and they lie and the lies that are coming out from london which is what i can concentrate on because i don't understand american politics i've never understood it it's a very complicated issue a lot of us don't
3: evil. understand it either <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was very simple for me on january the 6th when 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 it when it didn't happen and i put trump in the in the category of what well, he's part of the problem he's not coming to help us but ladies and gentlemen. We've got the biggest asset on our side, which is numbers, and we've got to believe it. What I was going on to say was, when I was first arrested, I was aggressively arrested because there was only 70 of us. And I've had trouble with the police, and so have my colleagues, and I know Kate has as well, on many occasions when the numbers are in the low hundreds. On Wednesday the 29th of December, just gone, in Milton Keynes, my hometown, john o'looney was supposed to be speaking but he got ill for reasons that he will go into great detail with which is very interesting and i urge everybody to stay with this broadcast because what john has got to say about what happened to him in december is sensational i'll say no more but this is a man of total integrity that i believe has got my total respect and what's happened to him is the um is the seriousness of where we're at john could, could have spoken but he wasn't uh he wasn't able to because he was incapacitated. Kate was also supposed to come along and speak, but she knew she had a sixth sense about what was going on. And what went on was me and several colleagues spoke at a rally and it was just a regional rally. Several hundred people turned up and we marched and the police were not expecting it. And we caused mayhem. No, no, no violence, no aggravation that in normal times would have been overlooked, but the police on the ground, on the day, were actually quite helpful because we kept it respectful. But afterwards, once the powers that be in Whitehall realised the sensation that we created, just with a few hundred people in a provincial town, they wanted to shut it down. They wanted to create some fear, and they arrested two of my colleagues and locked them up for 10 and a half hours questioning them on this perfectly peaceful parade. I thought we were Englishmen. I thought we were supposed to be free. But not on Wednesday, the 29th of December afterwards, when the police came in on the instructions of the hierarchy. Um, no charges were, were ever placed, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. It was just intimidation. Only me, Kate. Yes, those. <laughs> yeah, Kate, Kate has been intimidated massively. And John's managed to swerve that from a from a police arresting point of view so far, I think, John. Uh, not that you, But you've had plenty of aggravation from authority, I'm sure, from your commercial point of view, and I'm sure you'll go into that as well. Anyway, the point I was going to make was it's the numbers. And when there are tens of thousands of people on the street, they can't do anything because we've got the consensus. We've got the numbers and they fear it. That is the biggest thing they fear. But at this moment in time, we're in this very, very strange position. I feel like there's a lull before the storm. Mm. There's something unforeseen is going to You're happen. Right. In the not-too-distant future, that is going to put us into the tyranny situation yet again. I don't know what it's going to be. The Ukraine situation I was not expecting. I've been aware for years that the eastern side of Ukraine is having aggravation with Russia and vice versa. As far as I'm concerned, that's their problem. It's not our war. You get on with it, ladies and gentlemen. Just like we in England have got on with all our little battles over the centuries, that was, that was for them to sort out. Yep. But... It's been created into this maelstrom of aggravation because the New World Order want the tyranny. They want the crisis. They want an excuse to put petrol and diesel prices up. It's two pounds a litre in this country. Yeah, It's absolute madness. And this gets to the crux of what this is all about. It's never been about a virus. It's never been about a war. It's about control and it's about crashing economies. Yeah, people like Mark Carney doing the New World Orders bidding. That's well, what Jeff,
3: about. Jeff, one of the things is, and what I want to do is because we're gonna we're gonna I want to give you half of that time here on the on the last half of the hour, and then uh, let John speak here, and then if you guys want to stay over, we'll we'll continue on a little bit and let you air out more. But uh, but yeah, we've got almost five dollars a gallon here in you know the U S occupied state of South Carolina. And that's like more than double. Our family was barely keeping our head above water. And this has not only increased the gas that, you know, the cost of gas, but incre- it, it obviously increases everything else. Cause everything's mm-hmm. delivered to stores that you get and everything else. This is why we've been pushing for people to grow their own food, you know, raise their own chickens, learn some things that, that you can do at home to, to take that down. And because a man who can feed himself is a free man. Nobody can manipulate you because you've got your own food supply. And if you've got a firearm, you're an extra free man (laughs) because you can take care of those who are coming for your food. But here's one of the things I want to do. I'm going to turn it over to John for a little bit. Give John a little bit of time. He's been sitting there patiently uh, during this time. And John, you and I have had some back and forth trying to get you on the show. And I know you've been very busy, so I'm glad Kate was able to bring you on today. But what is these things that Kate's talking about that you've had? I know a lot of people have seen interviews you've had. That you've you've told them about some of the the things that you've seen with people, help people understand. As a, a guy who, um, you know, is a, a funeral director and you help prepare bodies, I don't know if you do the embalming. I used to work for a guy uh, at a convenience store, and his his moonlight. He worked third shift with me, but his moonlight job, if you can say that for a third shift guy, was embalming as well. What have you seen there, and what's what's the latest that you're dealing with? Um, in, in the particular business that you're in,
2: so um, there are a number of things. I mean, I, I could go over what has happened to me from day one, but I think people are well aware of what I've said. You know, the fabrication um, regarding labelling everyone as a COVID death prior to them um, injecting people with it with this poison, um, and the rate at which these people are dying now is phenomenal. Um, we are seeing an unprecedented number of twenty, thirty, and forty-year-olds who are all dying from a mixture of thrombosis deaths. So some of those are heart attacks, some of them are stroke, others are aneurysm, um, or others are blood clots, just simply blood clots on the lungs. We're also seeing unusually um, really aggressive cancers. Uh, now, obviously, as a small funeral director, you kind of engage with families and you get to know them, and at some point you have a, you know, what happened to mum, what happened to dad? Uh, and the their story with cancer used to be all too familiar, you know, mum or dad had cancer, and she'd had it three years four years and had done really well but then caught a cold well what we're finding now is people are dying from extremely aggressive cancers kind of 12 weeks start to finish so, so they're presented at stage four because the the nhs is ignoring them um, and they're dying very very quickly very very quickly and mm. um, this week we looked after someone in their 20s last week another one in their 20s and you know, I could, um, when I worked for one of the big funeral providers, Milton Keynes co uh, cooperative funeral care, we used to do maybe, I could count the amount of funerals we did for people in their 20s on one hand in 12 months. Um, we get the same amount every month now. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And, and um, I think there are a number of things that people need to see that's right in front of them. Number one is, you know, you have to ask yourself why 80,000 NHS staff who are on the front line and most at risk, um, uh, all would rather lose their careers than take the protection. And and why did the government then backtrack and not sack them, you know, uh, uh, but keep them on? And I would suggest that's because the only hold they have over them is a financial one um, to, to buy their silence with the threat of losing their job. If they had have sacked them, they'd have had 80,000 prime witnesses in this company, in this country, all telling the truth you know then when you look at all the the famous stars and footballers that are dropping down dead or are being forced to retire through cardiac issues and various other issues it's around a 4 or 500% increase it's there, it's in front of you. You know, it's bizarre because I, I um, the war um, that's being portrayed over in the Ukraine doesn't surprise me. Um, I think there are two targets here primarily, the Europe and the US. We make up around 20% of the global population, but we're said to use around 75% of the resources. And I think therein lies the problem. They, they want to bring us down to the level of everyone else. And, and we are targeting, being targeted specifically, I think. Um, so, so that's what we're seeing, we're seeing unprecedented numbers of young deaths now um, more interestingly we're seeing that coroners are not um, routinely giving people post-mortems now for a sudden death, now years pre, pre-pandemic pre what we used to find was we would get called uh, uh, to a sudden death, um, uh, when I worked for the coroner, we would uh, take that deceased back to the coroner's office where they would be given uh, an autopsy, or post-mortem they call it over here, uh, and that There were no exceptions that person would be looked at. There are loads of exceptions now. They're not looking at them. They're referring them back to the GP and waving them through. People that have just dropped down dead suddenly. Why would you not want to give that person a post-mortem? I would suggest it's so that that it's not recognized for what it is, and and that is um, these people are dying as a result of injury caused through vaccines, you know? And it's very interesting (laughs) when the high-profile ones come through, like Bieber. Um, uh, um, uh, and the injury he sustained, that is a common injury from vaccine damage. I've heard many people have approached me and told me about it, you know. So, so in fact, we have one guy who was paralysed from the waist down almost instantly after being jabbed. Um, He was then seen as vulnerable, so they gave him another jab and found him dead at home the following day a young girl of 28 um, by the name of Chantelle Collison and a family, won't mind me telling you, I can tell you because they're very, very angry. They're very aware and they're very angry. Went into a hospital for a minor procedure and they've got um, a very interesting strategy. So what they do is, first of all, uh, they'll check your records. They'll see if you're, uh, if you're jabbed, if you're not, they'll attack you. And uh, they begin by telling you how selfish you are. Um, uh, And that's what they did to Chantelle Collison. They then told her how, terrible at risk she was being in the hospital environment there's covid in here you could die and they coerced her into having a jab and she died 90 minutes later in the same bed Uh, 28 years old not an ounce of fat on her she was a a healthy happy young lady with all of her life to live and her family are very aware um she came into me she was cut from ankle to hip where the coroner was actually looking for the clots inside her because they know what to look for. You know, one of the triage questions for the paramedics here when they arrive on scene of a sudden collapse is, are you a job recipient? They've actually been instructed not to ask that now because it was pointing people in the right direction. You know, um, so so... so you know that that's interesting and i do wonder you know the the latest one we've heard of now is sads um sudden adult mm-hmm. death syndrome that's going i've never seen it never saw oh, it is it let's um, call it for
3: john let's it's, call it for what it is it's it's a con it's another con yeah, of course they, they, they of course put a label is, on things, things people, that they know is causing it
2: uh, i i can tell you so the, it's an interesting story anyway because i was warned that i would be targeted but being honest, because honesty is not something you can be anymore um, mm-hmm. without fear of reprisal. And lo and behold, after two years of dressing COVID patients um, unscathed, um, unmasked and unscathed, that it's a miracle I'm alive, I suddenly fell ill. Um, now, I-, I had to go to a hospital because my saturation level was down to 78%, which obviously isn't conducive to life. So they have oxygen in the hospital. I had no choice. An ambulance was called. The ambulance turned up, and I knew what was going to happen. Straight away, this paramedic began attacking me, telling me how selfish I was. Uh, And um, I kind of tried to explain that I was a funeral director dealing with um, many deaths from young people. You know, uh, I'm a man that sat in front of Sir Graham Brady in Westminster and heard it acknowledged. You know, they know what's going on. Um, It was above his pay grade. He can't do anything about it, and that's what he said to us. You know? so I went into hospital, uh, into triage. Uh, the nurse there, uh, lovely girl she was, looked after me. The hospital was empty. Considering it was overrun, I was amazed. You know, I was the only one in there. She did um, three COVID tests on me um, and all were negative. I know because I was laying next to her. She put them in the machine. She said, well, it isn't COVID. Uh, and I, I kind of, I felt like I'd been burnt. So, so whether I was targeted with something or poisoned, I'm really not sure. 5G. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> that, that's. It felt as though I'd been burnt, you know, and yep. I was coughing up um, uh, blood clots as well, um, which they've attributed to COVID. It's it's all tailored very well for their agenda. So the the following morning, I had a, a couple of very interesting meetings. First of all, I had um, a guy sit on the end of bed. He was a consultant, a respiratory consultant, and he introduced himself. Uh, he was mid fifties, quite suave. And he said to me, we're going to save you. And I was like, okay. Uh, And he said, we want to start you on remdesivir. Uh, And I kind of said, well, let's look at that just for a moment. Let's take a step back because I'm not going to take it. Well, why? And I said, well, if we Google remdesivir and the side effects, Google will tell you. It's not hidden. Respiratory issues, uh, shortness of breath, um, kidney and liver function. Why would you think that that's, you know, can you tell me what the clinical benefits of me taking Rendezivir are? And he stomped off. So I'm only doing what I'm told. And he never spoke to me again. That consultant never came back to me again. And I didn't shout at him. I just said, tell me what the benefits are, because I'm seeing kidney function, liver function, shortness of breath as a side effect. I'm a respiratory patient. How will it benefit me? And he stomped away and, uh, and he didn't know what to say. He became flustered and he left. Now, um, later in the day, I had a lady come and sit. A, a blonde lady came and sat on the end of the bed. Um, she was it was quite unnerving because she couldn't make any eye contact with me. Almost comically, she was talking to me like this and down on the floor. And she introduced herself as coming from Oxford University. She again said that I would die without the medicine and, and um, but I'd need to sign a waiver you know um yeah take this medicine um or you'll die but you need to sign a waiver so so I, I i said okay what are these medicines then that you're offering me she said i'm from oxford university one is baricitinib which is used for chronic arthritis the other one is one called toxilizumab um, both, so both, i uh,
1: chemothera- one is a chemotherapy ones are chemotherapy they kill you
2: yeah of course it so I, I um they're, they're they're crackers these people are crackers so i kind of said okay let's Let's Google these and look for side effects just to see what benefit they'll offer me clinically. And she became all flustered, still couldn't look at me and said, well, I'm only doing what I'm told. And, you know, you know, these people are monsters. And I watched the two guys that believed these lies deteriorate and, and begin dying in front of me. Every night they were uh, up all night on forced CPAP ventilation that they didn't need. I mean, I was in the ambulance on the way there and they were trying to tell me that I needed ventilation. I said, I don't need it. I don't want it. You know, all I need is some, some steroids to get rid of whatever inflammation there is and perhaps some antibiotics if there's an infection, uh, and that's all I want. But um, anyway, it became clear to me that um, I wasn't going to get better. I was going to get weaker, and then they were going to finish me off. They'll probably put medazolam in me or something like that, so I wasn't coherent, and that would be my lot. And uh, I never slept for three days. I was too frightened to sleep, um, uh, and I was listening to these guys choking to death who were given all the medicine, but they were dying and um they're, john they're, they're can you can't...
3: can you hang on for us a little bit can you guys hang over for a little bit and continue with yeah, us on course. the video platform okay one thing i want to ask before we go we got about uh, 40 seconds or so so if you can probably give me give us a little uh something about this i just got this on telegram there was a guy by the name of richard hirschman he is also um a board certified bomber. this is what
2: he's got this is a yeah. sample he's got have you seen stuff like this No, we are not quite. The process we use is not quite of invasive. But Mike Embalmer has been complaining for about 18 months. He struggles to embalm them because they're full of clots.
3: Okay. All right. Okay, guys. uh, Everybody's going to hang on with us. So if you want to pick us up from Red State Talk Radio, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, Before News.com, top of the page there. We're also on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live and dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Everybody's going to hang on. We'll, we'll continue this on for a few minutes or however long they'll give us and uh, we'd love to see you there. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. Read the Word of God. Worship the Creator, right? And then, Lord willing, we'll see you here Monday morning, 6 a.m. Adios. Okay. All right. One welcome. Everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, John didn't mean to cut you off there, but the time thing is what it is. (laughs) Fortunately, we don't have commercials that we have to uh, bounce around like in the afternoon show. But uh, if you want to continue your thought, I I didn't mean to cut you off there, but you were telling about what had happened to you and all these guys around you suffering from whatever they were doing.
2: I was kind of watching these guys who had had these medicines deteriorate in front of me. And throughout the night, they'd be calling the nurses who were coming over and giving them large shots of morphine now i'm not a doctor but if you have a respiratory patient i would suggest that a morphine shot is not going to be beneficial to that patient it's going to suppress that breathing even more and what would happen we'd we'd see that i'd see the same process every morning they get up they take this cpap off and then their sats would plummet then they put it back on and it'd pick up then they come and give them some more rendesivir you know um It was quite obvious what they were doing. Do these girls know? I suspect some of them do have an idea. Um, Some of them are switched off and very robotic. There was a large contingent of African nurses there. So there wasn't the same kind of patient-nurse relationship um, that you would have perhaps gotten with with traditional staff that used to inhabit the wards. um, And they just do what they're told to do. You know, I I, um, was saved eventually um, by a guy called Mark Sexton who came in. Um, with a GP who I'm going to, who remain remain nameless because they'll persecute him. He acted as my medical advocate and I discharged myself. But it took me about three hours of fighting and arguing with them before they would let me go. They um, threatened to, they called security, threatened to have me arrested if I left the ward. And I kind of said, you know, on what basis is that? Because I'm a patient who's been admitted to hospital I'm not in a prison ward. What basis are you going to arrest oh, me? Oh,
3: yes, you are. You just didn't know it.
2: Yeah, they, they kind of didn't know what to say. And, I, and to be honest with you, I don't think they expected me to have as much fight in me as I had, despite, you know, they should have put this beam machine on me for a bit longer and burnt me a bit harder because I still had enough life in but me. you refute
1: um, that in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
2: Amen. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. I, I, I kind of, but yeah, and I kind of felt that someone was watching over me um, as well. Uh, and um, if it was my time, I'm sure um, he'll take me when he's ready. But I just feel that I've got a lot more to do. And I think um, on reflection, I've been in a unique position, one, um, to be a funeral director and see what's happened on the ground. And it's a long story that I could go through another time if you want me to to do so. But also to be there laying in the bed as a patient. Um, and many of these patients that are poisoned with remdesivir turn up and their body is full of fluid. Um, to where you could press their arm and you leave a thumb imprint because their kidneys are died and they can't process the fluid and it drowns them. You know, we pull litres and litres of fluid out of their body. And I've spoken to Richard Hirschman. I believe probably their... Embalming process is perhaps a little bit more invasive than ours. With ours, we make an insert into the carotid artery and we place a pump in that pumps formaldehyde around the body and you t- draw fluid from the cavity. It's not very invasive unless that person's had a post-mortem. Then obviously, you know, you have to open them up and do everything individually because they've been disturbed. Um, I haven't noticed the white things inside, but he has been saying for a long time he struggles. Um, so uh, the, the, the reference that we use is a six pointer. So usually you can go into someone's carotid artery and do the whole of their body. And the embalming fluid is pink. So you see the pink hue return to the extremities and you know they're embalmed. He can't do that now with jab recipients because they're blocked up. So he has to do a six-pointer, each side of the carotid artery, the ephemeral artery, uh, and the radial in the arms to get the fluid around them because, and, and then often manually um, inject them hy- hypodermically because he can't get the fluid around them. You know, I don't doubt that if we opened them up, they would have this crap inside them that, that we was shown a photo of. It's, you know, they're getting the same jabs, aren't they? So it's, it stands to reason. And I've spoken to Richard. He's a very honourable guy, and I applaud him having the guts to speak out. You know, I wish... More I've had around 70 or 80 um, contact me privately. In fact, I had a, an interesting conversation with a few people. One was a guy called Nick, who's a mortuary manager, who told me he's seen an in- t- increase of 600% of thrombosis deaths, almost exclusively jab recipients in the last 18 months alone. Um, I went to Stoke Mandeville and spoke to the mortuary staff there, who I knew quite well, uh, but she's since fed out with me because I've quoted her uh, and she's obviously got her ass smacked. Um, uh, and she told me it turns the blood to glue. And they see it when they're doing these postmortems, you know, in, in these did people. You, uh,
1: did you, John, just to, because that, uh, I only just caught that. Mm. It turns their blood to blue. To, glue. They, glue. to glue. To glue. Yeah, yeah. So
2: that was what this, this lady told me. And uh, I had a little email exchange with her where I, I said to her, there's no way I'm having that. You know, um, because I don't want to get thrombosis. So they, it was said the conversation was had. She, I quoted her then in interviews and said, you know, this is what I've been told. And you have to, you have to verify who said it for it to be authentic, you know? So she obviously got her ass kicked. And I went back to Stone Mandeville a couple of weeks ago and she was frothing with rage. I never said that. And I said, well, you did. I said, because I had the the same guy was with me and they all went quiet and they looked at each other and they all knew, they all knew, you know, they know. They know. Why would you deny it? You know. Um, So so this is this is basically what we're seeing now is a a larger number uh, uh, consistently twenty-year-olds, thirty-year-olds, forty-year-olds, all coming through who have suddenly died from blood clots. And they know. They these people know. Probably have uh, to. But they do know. They do know because the numbers are there. My mortuary book doesn't lie. Yeah. It's a record of everyone that comes in, and I've seen um, probably a five, six hundred percent increase in youngsters. Um, who are dying from from thrombosis-based death, you know, Um, to the point now where they're they're actually deliberately hiding it. They're not giving them postmortems. They're referring them back to the GP. You know, people who collapse and die at home suddenly with no history of ill ill health Mm. and not having a postmortem. How can that be possible?
3: John, the the things you're saying kind of echo – Our guest earlier in the week, we've had Scott Shara on uh, twice. He was giving us an update of his daughter, Grace, who had Down syndrome. She was 19. They didn't want him in the room, but he said, you know, I'm dad. I'm going to be here. If I get sick, I get sick or whatever the case may be. And as soon as he's out of the room, they're starting to use, um, what was it? Uh, Persidex, I think is what it's called. It's a Pfizer, another brought to you by Pfizer drug uh, Mm. to come in and to Drop her oxygen levels and do all this other stuff, and basically kill her. That's what they were. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, they were waiting yeah. on them to get out to kill her.
2: Now I've watched it. I've laid in the bed yeah. and been the victim of it, where they tried to kill me. Yeah, well, I, the, I, so I've seen it firsthand. Well, well the, 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 the question
1: right here: these are the nurses and the doctors yep. yeah. who are in a privileged position of yeah. trust. They know. To take they know of us. When we can't do that ourselves, Henderson's 1966 quote of what a nurse is. Mm. If you don't know, go and look it up. I had, um,
2: I had a doctor Terrible. stood just there doing cremation paperwork for me two weeks ago, and I can't resist every opportunity I get to corner them now. And I kind of said to him, have you seen a big increase in thrombosis, death?" And He looked at the floor and he went, yes. He said, everybody knows. You know, these are people who put a needle in your arm and they won't put it in their own arm.
0: It's this, it's this ignorance from so-called professionals that is the biggest thing that I struggle with, um, and I, I cannot believe how few people are prepared to stand up like us three are, for instance, mm. and call it out for what it is. Yeah, 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 Only yeah. today, I've got a friend who's, who's nearly 80 who is in a care home, and I'm going to name them because it's shameful what is happening. You probably know this care home, John, because you probably pick uh, customers up from there. Castle Mees in Newport Pagnell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they are looking yeah. after my friend Michael who is in a terrible physical way. He won't mind me saying this because he's completely awake and he's with the movement and he's incontinent and he's in a very bad physical shape and his mental health is deteriorating massively because of the lack of care. I tried to go and see this man three months ago, uh, 10 weeks ago, and I was not allowed in unless I had COVID paperwork, this, wearing a mask, this, booked an appointment. They made it as difficult as possible for me to go in to see them. As it happened, the door opened. Yeah, as it happened, the door opened and I knew where he was and I went in and see him. And so I physically shook his hand and had a a brief conversation with him and then and then departed and they didn't like it. But the regime is still completely um, resident unfriendly. And this is why I call the NHS that you two are describing as the nazi health service, Mm. because what you've been um, inflicted upon, John, it's totally unacceptable. And what it, was, was really
2: um, it, it was, do you know what? When I left uh, and after a three-hour standoff, um, they, I sat by the door with an oxygen bottle and they let it run out. And then I could feel myself drifting off. And you know when you think, I must stay awake, I must stay awake, because they'd have took me back in there, sedated me and nailed me. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt um, survivor's guilt because I'd left that ward and I felt like I'd left a burning house with people still in there. But I just couldn't, I couldn't get in. I could barely walk. I, I couldn't get them. Uh, I couldn't save them.
0: But people are waking up to this. You know, I, I've sensed, I don't know about you two, but in the country, this oh, they are massively. Days, yeah, there is massively. a definite air, a, a change in the air because yeah. people that are waking up to this. And I'm having people that previously were not having conversations with me, mm. asking me more questions. Yeah, and they're course. getting it. I've been, I like you two, I've been openly accused of being mad, of being a conspiracy theorist and all the rest mm. of the rubbish. But it's definitely a change in the air because people are seeing what, what is happening clo- at close quarters.
2: Of course, they say that time is short and I can tell you it is, but for them, because yeah, you know, and it's it's the, still, the key thing is you low. said we, we've got the numbers. We've got the numbers. And when people find out, I mean, this was put to Sir Graham at the meeting we had in Westminster in September. Um, and he said the government are prepared. They're expecting it. And they were actually surprised that it hadn't kicked off already.
1: It's a you know, civil at, unrest that John's talking about. So great. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was he was, was, warned, that went well. he was warned
2: that when people find out what you've done, they're gonna be in fury, they're gonna be very angry. There's gonna be a lot of civil unrest. When they find out you sterilized their children without their consent and you've killed their families. They're going to be banned for blood. Yeah, they are. Said they're prepared. And that, I assume that's what all these new super prisons are for, you know? Yeah, well, well let's, I, let's, I think,
1: uh, let's, 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 let's give, just say, just to say, to him, just to say um, all of the police have been double and triple injected. They're now putting the booster out for this autumn with the flu shot for the NHS staff. So one has to remember the very people that those that are sick are going to be seeking refuge in are going to be sick as well. So they're not yeah. going to get. Yeah. Then, oh. if the police are all getting sick, and let me tell you, I know they are. I've had someone tell me from um, Sussex Police how sick they're all getting mm. with uh, constant throat infections, chest yeah. infections. I uh,
2: keep seeing infections. police funerals. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, and so who is going to be out there for the civil unrest because they're all sick? So uh, what, what What people? Yeah, what people? But the military have all been injected as well because mm. I know because I meet some of them on the forest. But what we've got to remember here is. Um, When it starts hitting every family, because people, when it's just somebody in your town, you're like, "Oh, it's so and so." When it comes to your door, then you, then you act. Now, let me tell you, I knew all about cancer, but Mm. it took for me to get cancer myself, and to get an aggressive cancer, to completely change everything. But that's people when they come to me that are sick with cancer, they generally don't come to me till everything else won't work, and they've Mm. had everything else that's going, then they want to do it. Well, when people start seeing it where their own kids are dying, their own brothers, sisters, parents, then they start noticing. They think, wait a minute, when several of your neighbors in one small road, then that's when you start to see it. And people start to put it together and they will.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Will. yeah let, me, let, me, let me chime in here a second. You know, the, yesterday we were talking and we were talking about the whole straw man issue, use of the birth certificate, how they're using all of us as human traffickers to make money, and all of these kinds of things, how the law has been undermined with their legal definitions so that they can get away with their crimes. And I pointed back to Deuteronomy 28. God said that would be part of the judgments. You can go read it for yourself. He says, in your, your blessing, you'll be the lender. But in the cursing, because you forget me and forget my commandments, then you're going to be the borrower. You're not going to be the head. You're going to be the tail. And, all, and there's and people can read Deuteronomy 28, and it's like you can look out and see that's what's going on both in the UK and in the United States. You can see it. There's, there's no denying that that's what it was. Now, that wasn't that way of a couple of decades ago, but it's that way now. So here's the question I have for you. We've heard all the bad news. And by the way, Jeff, um, we got somebody asking, what is on your yellow star? I know that's kind of in visits back to Nazi Germany. But what's written on your star there? You see it? Let me go a good bit closer. I can barely see it. Not vaccinated. Okay, good. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. So here's what I want to do. All of you have seen these things. And Kate and I have had these conversations, too, because Kate was out there walking, you know, among the million people or two million people. It was a lot of people. And it was very encouraging. I got to tell you, um, we were asking on the Sons of Liberty, where's the American people doing this? The Brits were doing it. Or, excuse me. I, I got to take that back. Daddy Dragon says, don't use Brits. Use English. The English were out there, and they were out there. The in a the matter of opinion. Though, yeah, I guess so.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm British. I'm British. I'm, I'm also English. Proud English.
3: Okay. <laughs> all right. We got a civil war going on there. Didn't mean to stir <laughs> that all up. But anyway, the point is, is this. The people have been going out there for years now, walking every weekend and some of them have this party atmosphere i've noticed this it's like it's it's a time to party Mm -hmm. and this is not a time for partying there's warfare going on these people are being attacked they're being murdered you know uh um, in a in a in a way that most people don't associate murder with but they're being murdered you guys are all testifying to that and i have to ask What's going to be the next step that the people have to do because they can't just keep mm-hmm. going out there because, yeah, the guys see your numbers, but they know you're going to be peaceful. You're not going to do anything to them. Um, and I, I don't um, know any time in history where tyrants have been dealt with through passive yeah, passivism and yeah, yeah. more yeah. words being written. Uh, some people want to I, write more words. What's the next step? Jeff, I'm going to start with I, you. I, let I us Let us know you, some great. of the ideas.
0: Yeah. Tim, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, my finger's right on the pulse on this one. Right now, the, the movement in this country, there's a big percentage of the movement that are getting on with normal life and are trying to look after their friends and family and doing normal stuff. And I totally get it. I'm, there's an element of that in it myself because we've got the opportunity right now to do that. Um, but what we've created with the two or three million people that have fully awoken up in this country is a complete network of friends and contacts that are aware of what's happening. And when the next unforeseen piece of authoritarianism gets hit at us, we've got an immediate group of people that have woken up to it. And that's when the real fighting will start because people won't sit down and they are encouraged. There was an American lawyer in the early 20th century called Louis Brande, um, who famously said there is no more an important political office of that of the individual citizen." and we've got two or three million people in this country and hundreds of millions around the world that have worked that out. I certainly have. They do not like a man with a placard calling out Boris Johnson. They do not like a, a, a nurse like Kate Shemarani standing, standing on a pedestal and speaking technical truth and technical expertise to people that are listening. People want to listen to Kate. People want to listen to John because he is at the coalface. He is seeing the victims with the blood clots coming out of their arms. People take, take, take note, the authenticism of these people. So it's all there, ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. But at the moment, I'm not, I'm not castigating people for not protesting at the moment. There's still plenty of protests going on. Next Saturday, I'm going to be in Leicester City Centre with Piers Corbyn. Um, now, there's a friendship that I never expected to have. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, right and, and you know, I'm
1: going to be there as well.
0: <laughs> good girl, good girl, Kate. Um, it, it's going to be great, and they will not like it because we're there at the Leicester Cross in the middle of Leicester City Centre, just a couple of hundred yards away from the the, the, the grave of Richard III. Um, there's, you know, he doesn't get any more English than Leicester. Um, there you, there you go, Daddy, Gra- Dad, Daddy Graham, Granddaddy, whatever your name is. Um, you know, I'm an English. Graham
1: Moore, one. Daddy
0: Dragon. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I gather he is a legend. Yeah, I've never met the man myself. But, he's a uh, good guy. He's an Englishman, so that's good enough for me. Um, and we will be speaking the truth and we will keep. We'll be keeping it alive of what's happening, the lies that are happening. Because what you've just said about Graham Brady, John, is absolutely at the uh, the, the crux of the problem. There's a man with big power. He is the chairman of the 1922 Tory party committee. He is the one that has just, um, led, if you like, the, the no-confidence vote in our Prime Minister, that buffoon yes. of a man, that liar of the man, that puppet of the New World Order, who is still Prime Minister because there's no way
2: he's going to resign. Who
3: can't it's brush a, his hair. That ought to tell you something about leading.
2: Well, if it's even him, to be honest with you, these days, I, I, nothing would surprise puppet. me.
0: It doesn't hey. matter. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care whether he stays on as Prime Minister because it's just a charade. We're living in a, yeah, democracy, of a charade of a democracy. And what Graham Brady did with you at that meeting, that you know, I've had private conversations with John and I've heard up close and personal what happened during that meeting. Yeah. And more importantly, if if you like, what's happened after it, nothing has happened. Graham yeah. Brady is a reasonable man and he knows what's happening. But he hasn't got the guts he to know. do what he us three know. have done and stand up and call it out because mm. all he's doing is looking after his career. And yeah. there will come a time. When somebody with the power of Sir Graham Brady, who's a good guy, along with Steve Baker, along with um, uh, Desmond Swain and a couple of other MPs. But that's it. Of the 650 MPs running our country, supposedly in Parliament, none of them have got the gonads to stand up and recognise what is going on. All we're asking for is people like Kate, Dr Vernon Coleman, Dolores Cahill, Professor Dolores Cahill. There's another fabulous lady that I've met in the movement. Mm. You know, she's an eminent immunologist, been advising governments for decades, and she's been gagged. She's been banned from platforms. She actually ran three
1: high-profile labs, bio, bio labs. She ran them. Yeah, she ran
3: them three. Dr. She Michael worked at
2: level Eden. four. Well, Dr. here's Michael here's Eden. a
3: question I have, because you said, you know, the next time this, this thing comes out, that's when the fight's going to happen, which I see coming within two or three months, because once it starts cooling off, going into the fall, that's when they'll push it again. So my question is is there a plan in place? I mean, we saw the guys in Canada do their, their truck convoy. Now, you know, sadly the U S guys were a little bit behind God bless you guys, but you're a little bit behind things. And you know, we, you could do just as much by just parking your truck at home, sending out a statement saying we're going to do it. it. doesn't cost you anything. And it has the same effect. So my question is, is, and I'm asking this here in the States too, because South Carolina hasn't had it as bad as some of the other states. We had our governor do the whole non essential essential business things, which was unconstitutional and he he was acting criminally in that too. But the question I have is what's it gonna take for the people to go and say, you know what? We're just gonna have to park ourselves here in front of Parliament or wherever our representatives are, and you guys aren't going home until we get it until we get this solved. We're I mean, not going I mean, home and neither are you until we get Mexico. it solved.
1: They keep passing laws in this country, and they don't pass laws unless they're 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 seeing something coming. So the the first one is, you know, if you go out and protest and it's making a noise and causing a disruption, uh, you can go to prison for ten years if you've organised it. Uh, if you're on your own protesting on your own, you can go to prison for a year. And then there's the there's the young man who is on a lot of the videos. Tim, you've seen him. He's he's um he was a Absolute football fan. Very, very intelligent man. Big Psy, he's known as. He has a history where he was in psychiatric care, but I've spoken to him lots and lots and lots. They've literally had him in. They've put him onto the mental health act, sectioned him, and I've spoken to him since when he was first sectioned. Uh, they've given him medication and remember in 2019 there were 16,000 appeals against medication of those that were sectioned under the Mental Health Act and 9,000 of those appeals were upheld. You can't appeal anymore. You're not allowed to appeal anymore. You only need one doctor to uh, commit you onto the Mental Health Act. It used to be three psychiatrists. You used to have at six weeks you'd be reassessed, now you don't get reassessed. So they're using that and, and he, he was out there constantly, constantly, constantly. And they've also said that he's, uh, the crime that they, <sighs> he's committed, um, is, is a long imprisonment as well. So they, they use these things to frighten
0: people. Yeah, they're closing so, in, or, in on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah to frighten, out They're, out the door, they're yeah.
1: using these things to frighten people. And um, mm-hmm. these laws, but, but the very people who are going to have to be carrying out these laws are all triple injected. We're living
0: in a police state. The day after I was arrested on May the 16th, 2020, Lord Jonathan Sumption, Tim, now this is a guy that was a a Supreme Court judge, a Lord Jonathan Sumption, who's now retired. He went on national BBC television and openly said that his country has become a police state. And since May the 17th, when he said those words, I've seen nothing else but um, evidence of a police state. There have been the odd police constable that I've had interaction with, who have not been agents of the state there's particular guys up in wolverhampton when i was turfed out of wolverhampton town center for having one of my you know infamous blackguards and they said look if you don't go home you're going to be arrested so you know th- th- there's one thing being arrested once and locked up there's another thing when you've got the opportunity not to be you, you know i had to walk reluctantly now those guys listen to me and-, and it's all on video And when i said to them stop being agents of the state they listened but there are not enough of those police constables out there who are prepared to do that. The Metropolitan Police in particular is populated by a lot of foreigners um, who have not got... They took on
1: 20,000 um, more, I think it was. They yeah, fresh young more,
0: and kids. Young fellas kids. who have come from a, a non-British background, if you like, that haven't got the same empathy with the country as, as, as what British-born people have got. And exactly it's that. evident. Yeah, exactly. It's evident in London, in particular. They don't care. All they care about is doing what their elders are saying. Their leaders are saying they must do. And they and and we get in this authoritarian uh, policing as a result. We saw it. I was Kate, arrested by a Romanian.
1: I was arrested by a Romanian who'd not long gone in the police.
0: There you go. And we saw it on on Trafalgar Square in September 2020 when uh, there was speakers going on. One of them was one where, where you were on the stage, uh, Kate, calling out the TSG who were coming in from the flanks, hundreds of them, Tim, with batons raised, ready to kick the monkeys out of us. And But there were so many of us, they, they didn't know what to do with us. Yeah, we were so streaming it, it
3: live thing. and got, uh, yeah. got our channel pulled for doing it. <laughs> it's
0: you know it, so totally uh, outrageous. You it's know brings what's me on. Let me, John, let me just say this while it's in my mind. Tim i personally think a lot of us are looking to you guys in america because you've got the guns now all of my life i've been looking at you americans thinking why the hell do you think it's a good thing to have guns now,
2: now I, know. I get it yeah
0: now i get it yeah let me because- let
3: me tell you let me tell you it's more than that we had uh, what was the guy's name that you sent me kate that was running for mayor Running, running
1: for Mayor, oh,
3: David Curtin. David Curtin, when David Curtin oh, was weak, on here,
1: what a weak man he is. Jeff will tell you a bit. When of David story Curtin about was
3: one. on here, I challenged him on the issue of the militia because that was not just here in the states. That was over in, in you know, on you guys' land too. That you guys used to have those things. I know some of your guys. Uh, I'm not going to specifically name people and stuff, but I talked to them probably a decade ago, and they said they have guns there. But they have to wait till the last possible moment to where they just can't do anything because they said, as soon as we bring them out to use them, they're going to come after us. So Mm. the the thing is, is that here's what's happened in, in America. Just so people know, we got millions of guns. We got millions of gun owners. But the problem is they forget the Second Amendment begins with the militia is necessary. Not it's optional, Not it's a good idea. It is necessary for the security of a free state. And what's happened is the militia has been demonized. Everybody's got their gun. They like to go do target practice and range, and some of them are really good at it and all this other. But they lack the ability to come together as community and operate as a militia to enforce the laws, which is Article 1. Uh, Section eight, clause fifteen, in our constitution. That is the lawful law enforcers. They're not the guys in blue. They're not even the guys in brown. They're the people, and the people have have said, "Oh, we're paying these guys to do the job that we're supposed to be doing," and then they're frustrated when the job doesn't get done. It's because it's to be done by the people. You go back and you read Joshua. You go back and read the book of Judges. You'll see that it is the people who are executing the law. Now, is there due process? Yes. That's why we want to institute the common law grand juries in the counties. Once you have indictments, then you send the militia to go enforce those indictments. And uh, and the whole idea of the guns is a show of force. This is why uh, people like Sean Hannity on Fox News, some people like him, whatever. Uh, but the fact of the matter is when Michigan, when their militia showed up at the Capitol building, he's like, oh, you know, you don't have to have a show. But he has no problem with the with the agents of the state being armed. And it's like, no, you don't support the, the Second Amendment and you don't support the militia. You, you're, you're thinking in your mind you do, but when you actually see it, you want. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you guys just a little article I did with a bunch of videos from 1995. There's a guy by the name of Norman Olson. I, now, I should have known who the guy was, but I didn't. And I saw a two-minute clip from him the other day. And no, no, I don't know many men. There's very few men that I know that will speak like this man to uh, senators and congressmen, or it was a Senate committee, and he was speaking to uh, Arlen Specter, and he basically told him. He said, "If you don't understand people wanting, and this was right after the Oklahoma City bombing, if you don't understand retribution, if you don't understand why people want to do things to us because of what we've been doing to them, then then you're you're clueless." And they were trying to say that he was of the same mindset of them. He says, "No, if you don't understand them, you don't know how to stop it." You don't know where, where to go and what to do. And the militia is not what they've made it out to be. The militia is to be law enforcement, not to be a bunch of thugs and a, a bunch of gang members. They're to be a community together
0: uh, to Absolutely, do that. So, Tim, it, 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 it's our duty. It's yeah. our duty to rebel against a tyrannous That's government. right. That's right. Your constitution is based on the British constitution. Your constitution is based on magnitude. Absolutely. It's like ours still is. So we share a lot in common there. We have had our weapons taken away from us since, since the Second World War in a very conscious ma- manner, and I've been okay with it until two years ago, but now I mm. get it. Now I've been at the raw end of what the state do to people that stand up for themselves. Yes. Um, I totally get it, and it's quite right that, that, that armed insurrection should be absolutely the last resort, and let me make it clear, that is something that I'm trying to avoid. People sometimes oh, say oh you're sounding like an anarchist, Jeff. No, that's the last thing I am. But what I want to do, the number one thing that we all agree on is that we need to protect our freedom. And unless you stand up for freedom, you're going to lose it. Because throughout history, and I'm talking millennia now, the human spirit has been quashed by the ruling classes. And we are just going through another example of this. This is our term. This is happening on our watch. And I started off saying that I've been looking to you Americans, I've been thinking, Maybe it's going to be the Americans that that do this rise up. And then the Ottawa thing happened. And I thought, well, it's still North America and they're armed in Canada. And for whatever reason, and I think the reason is the weight of the state, the weight of the, the New World Order sycophantic Trudeau regime was put into force and quashed that protest. And... They've won that particular battle, but they're not won, they've not won the war because there's hundreds of millions of us. That's right. And the more people that listen to the testimony of somebody that's seeing the deaths, like John, and I'm amazed that John's not uh, joined by more colleagues in the funeral industry, but he's still the lone voice, which we've got to give him total respect and credit for. Um, I know there's other people around the world, but John, in this country, I don't know any others, John, do you?
2: I've spoken to a lot of others who acknowledge what I've said. I had a very interesting conversation with a guy who works for the co-op a couple of nights ago, and he said the same thing. They're inundated with youngsters. And um, a lot of these coroner's contracts are given to big funeral providers. And the lads uh, locally in Milton Keynes are HW Masons and they're extremely busy with sudden deaths in houses. Yeah. You know, so these people are going to the hospital, they're presenting short of breath because they've got blood clots in them. They scan them. If they haven't got a clot on the chest, they're sent home and then they die suddenly at home when that clot moves. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's in numbers that were it's very interesting the Ukraine war thing I wanted to touch on because um I I, I you can see that they're still recruiting um digital passport staff, the government are that's, that's been acknowledged, and Javid was actually caught with his pants down on that, wasn't he, the other day, and, and all in a fluster, the muppet. Uh, and um, the way they're going to – I feel that they're going to enforce that is via a famine. Um, so the price of nitrogen has gone through the roof, so that's not and, going And remember, on.
1: they did print – they our government printed ration cards.
2: Yes, yes. So what we're going to see is we're going to
1: see – 2020 the Russian cards were printed
2: that's right so so with this war they're very keen to boycott any russian products one of the things that they mentioned was gas fuel oil and wheat now wheat is the key thing because a lot of that russian wheat i mean hitler went into russia one of the things he wanted was the wheat and the fit yeah, and, and, and the and the land yeah so so exactly so with them not uh, then banning Russian wheat. What we're going to find is in the spring, there's going to be uh, uh, an in, uh, a substandard harvest in the UK and no, no Russian wheat. Happening. It's already yeah. happening. Yeah, it's I, happening I, I live in
0: the countryside and I was speaking to a farmer only two days ago, and he is seeing direct evidence in Scotland there is no wheat for feeding the, uh, feeding the cattle. It's always happening. Exactly. And, I interviewed, I interviewed and he, think, he thinks idea. those shortages that are going to come okay. are going to yeah. come in the autumn, not next spring. So what? So they're yeah,
1: gonna that's gonna what do, the farmer here was saying. He said that. Uh, and I feel a- that's the angle they're going to take. Them.
2: They're going to they're going to use digital ration cards, digital identity for ration cards, and who's not going to want to eat?
3: Yeah. Well, this is this is the point of uh, people learning to grow their own food. Let me throw something in here because Jeff, you said something a minute ago. You said some people are looking at you like you're an anarchist. Um, I want to I want to make clear the anarchists are the guys in the government pushing this stuff because they're disobeying the law. And just like over there, the same thing is true here. The Constitution doesn't mm. restrict me and my family and my neighbors, it restricts <clears throat> those who are supposed to serve us in what they do. Now, I'm and I want to encourage you in this because I think people need to get this right in their head. Okay. This comes from 1 Kings chapter 18. And we see there that Elijah goes into Ahab. God tells him to go in and I'll send the rain. Okay, And then we read about his wicked wife, Jezebel, verse 4. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord. See, this is in Israel. The prophets are God's men. She's acting anarchist. She's acting unlawfully that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, go into the land and to all fountains of water and the brooks. Peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we may not lose all the beasts. So all this stuff goes on. And then as we come down here uh, into verse um, 14, we read, and now thou sayest, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here and he shall slay me. Now remember, Elijah took the false prophets of Baal out and showed who the real God of Israel was, and then took them down. And he didn't say, hey guys, we 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 want to be kind to you. No, he took them down to the river and he slew them, hundreds of them. He slew them. He took them away from the land. And then he says this, And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And listen to what he says. And it came to pass, now Ahab's the wicked king, he's got a wicked Jezebel, literally her name is Jezebel, uh, wife, who is all about worshiping false gods, and he says this, And Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. So he takes it and turns it around and says, "Wait a minute. There's a law of the land, and you're you're calling me a troubler because I'm calling you to repent and go back to the law." No, no, no. You're the trouble because of what you've done, because you've been, you've been just like your father Adam, and you've let your wife lead you in this manner, and you've not been a man, and you've not held to the law. You're the trouble of Israel. I'm trying to help restore Israel back to what is, this is what all of you are doing there. And I think you have to turn that back around on the people and say, look, the anarchists, the troublers of England, and I would say for those who are in America or Australia, wherever you're at, the troublers of your nation is not you if you're pointing to the law. The troublers oh. of your nation are those who took an oath to uphold the law, to protect your rights, to punish the evildoers, and they've not done it. They've done the exact opposite of that. So I want to give that to you an encouragement. I Turn imagine. that back on the
1: people. Well, we've the, queen. the queen was forbidden to legislate. And she legislated Look, then you've got the population of the in the uk waving at a hologram in a yeah. carriage they were <laughs> that waving all, that is all at part of it
0: of the we've prince. got a situation we've got a situation now where the prime minister who was the the one of the, the the key players in creating the 2020 coronavirus regulations which i was arrested on and ultimately charged and the same with kate um was partying contrary to those regulations and has now got a criminal record for that because he's paid a fixed penalty notice and he's still in office. Now, the reason why he was partying, because he knows damn well-
2: There is that no those
0: regulations are rubbish. That's right. Because there is nothing to protect. I think he knows there's no virus. I yeah, think yeah, it's 5G, that's me.
2: Yeah.
1: 27 parties, of course he knows, and they're just cutting down another 800 trees, is it, in Manchester? Because your 5G won't work with the trees. Um, mm. yeah, absolutely. It's they know there's nothing. And I'm sure it's like we saw Kate Middleton, uh I, I don't have any royals in my life, um, sitting there telling everyone to get an injection, having it done. And then we saw the Queen telling us that we are selfish yep. because we won't have an unlicensed, untested, uninsured experimental bioweapon. That we see a, we, that we see killing people.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And they were all arriving into their ridiculous jubilee in private jets but telling us we need to look at our carbon footprint
0: yeah
3: let's let's do this because i could sit here for another hour with you guys uh, because oh, i you know jeff i appreciate i appreciate the challenge to us as americans to lead the way that's what we've been saying at the sons of liberty anyway and i appreciate that challenge that the world does look to to america um you know to to lead the way in these kinds of things but i think we're we're in it together uh we because are. the same people that are attacking us are attacking you and um so here's what i want to do i want to give each of you like a final word if you want to take a minute or two maybe a word of exhortation to the public um in, in in along that line of thinking uh john we'll start with you jeff will pick up with you and then kate will let you finish out because uh, otherwise we could be here all day and then i'm not going to get any work done which i i love having guests on to where we have a, a exciting show and an informative show and can encourage one another but john if you want to if you want to give a final word then we'll give it to jeff and then Kate, if you'll finish us off please
2: I'm um, a funeral director with 15 years. I've got nothing to gain and everything to lose. I can tell you, if you continue to take these poisons, you will get sick and you will die. It's that simple. I'm seeing it firsthand in numbers that I've never seen before. I personally believe this is a spiritual war um, of good against evil and that we must see it through and it will get a lot darker but we need to remember all we have is each other and the, and the lord and together i think we will emerge triumphant but it's going to get a got a lot darker as these demons become more complacent over the coming months is the reality amen jeff
0: yeah yeah very difficult to follow that there's nothing i disagree with there john um it's i would say to people you're not alone i would say to people um that are slowly working working it out that there is a con and a fraud going on you're absolutely right you're on the right side of history and we have recent history to prove that we need to stand up otherwise we lose we lose our freedoms one of the reasons why i wear this yellow star is out of tribute to the jews who uh were massacred by the uh, by the nazis in in world War II. Um, the Jews took a little bit too long to stand up against the Nazis. The Warsaw Ghetto Uprising didn't happen until 1943. And I often say, if uh, if people had the preparedness to stand up and fight a little bit earlier, maybe World War II wouldn't have been as, as brutal as it was. And it's not just the Jews. It's the the, the gypsies, gypsies the handicapped the days, people. The, the Russians. Christian, the Russian yeah. peoples were, were, were mown down by the Nazis. Um, it was a terrible conflict. All out of totalitarian fascism. Um, and we're experiencing exactly the same thing just 80 years later. And yes. you're not alone, ladies and gentlemen. And just, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take many phone calls uh, and much effort, but uh, the, the information is out there. And this, unfortunately, is going to get a lot worse. Be prepared.
2: Yes.
0: Kate?
1: And from me, everyone's worrying about the price of their gas to put in their car. They're diesel. Um, the vehicle that you were given to experience this life is this, and everything you need to live a long life, and God knows your beginning and your end, is all around us. It's already here. Everything that is here will heal you. That's how they make drugs. So when the lying liars of lies, government, and that fat oink with all his baby mamas and kids, Boris Johnson, and Saji Jabbid with his pot belly, uh, the son of a, a bus driver and he was a banker and knows nothing about health. Whenever they tell you, you need to get an injection, all injections, all vaccines, it's all a lie. All of those diseases were already gone virtually by over 98% before vaccines ever came in. When they tell you you need it, run in the opposite way. Every word that comes out their mouth is a lie. Nice. If they tell you you need something, do the opposite. If they tell you to go somewhere, do the opposite. If they tell you to act a certain way, do the opposite. Amen. Every single way that you need to act, go into Proverbs, Proverbs in Scripture. You read a proverb every day, you'll be on the right road. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate your time the overtime. Kate, thank you, thank you for, putting for coming. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, Kate, for, for, for making it happen. If you guys will hang on, I'm going to share that militia, uh, link with you guys and say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at three, two hours today, uh, sons of liberty Media.com. Um, again. Get with the people of God this weekend. Uh, Read the Word of God together. It is powerful. It says it's powerful. It's powerful in our lives, right? Uh, So get together, do that. And then, Lord willing, we're going to be back on Monday morning. And my understanding is we're going to have a lady who's fighting this uh, whole drag queen, transgender stuff. All right? (laughs) Up there in New York. And I think you'll be encouraged by what she's doing because she's taking it to the enemy. She's not just cursing the darkness. She's taking it to the enemy. So join us then, and we'll see you then.